Hey everybody, it's Michael Rosso. I'm here in the studio. Nice and quiet, no one's arrived yet. And uh, I just wanted to say a big hello to everyone out there before the gang arrives. And especially to all the folks out there who came to the Film Photography Podcast Meetups in New York at the end of May 2012. And those folks who I just met a few days ago in London, UK for the FPP Meetup. I just want to say hey to everybody. Hey. Hey. Wow, what a great time that was, huh? A really, really great time. And a big, big hello to everyone who I met along the road, along the way. Uh, fantastic. This is Film Photography Podcast, the internet radio show for people who love to shoot traditional film. And this is show number 62, June 15th, 2012. Along the many roads I've traveled this year, actually not, not that many, but the, ro- <laughs> the roads I've traveled this year, quite a few of you folks have said, Oh man, I, I really, really like the music you play. And that's fantastic because I handpicked that music, most of which is uh, John's, the various bands John Fideli is in, and that's Pink Delicates and The Smooth Sailors. So moving forward, I'm going to do my best to identify these tracks in our show notes. We're going to take a, a break, listen to some music. Let's relax and listen to an awesome recent tune from The Smooth Sailors. And then when we come back, we'll have the whole gang in the studio. And we'll tell you then what's, what's going on with this show as well. So we'll be right back. Awesome song.
Hey, we're back. We're back. Hey. Back in the New York groove. Is this a new show? New show. What show? Film, photography, podcast, the internet radio show for people who really dig shooting films, baby. Hey, man. Welcome to the Film Photography Podcast. On today's show, we'll be talking about the joy of instant photography. We'll talk a little bit about the uh, Instax Pandora film, the defunct Polaroid 500, the defunct Polaroid iZone, the defunct Polaroid Svinga. Dane's going to crack out his Schmina 6. Schmina. Oh, that's this? I thought that was next show. I thought this was the Polaroid show. Oh, uh, what do you got? So oh, I got, Polaroid I, I show. Got the color pack. Huh? Hot shoe color pack. Hot shoe. Mark's going to bring a camera. Maybe we can talk about his 250, man. Sure, man. Yeah, man. We'll talk about big window. Tearing it up, man. We got a book of the month. Oh, righteous. And uh, Matt's going to talk about paper nags. All right. So, hey, we'll be right back. This is Polaroid's new Time Zero One Step. Pretty. Why is it black? Oh, you'll know it's the Time Zero One Step. And here's the world's fastest developing color. You see it in seconds now, not minutes. Look at that color. Why a Time Zero One Step? It comes with a pack of Time Zero Super Color Film and this made-for-each-other pack. Certainly are made for each other. Just like coffee and cream. Rolls and Royce. Or me and you. Try ham and cheese. Hey, we're back. Hey, we're here in the studio. I'm with Matt Mirage. Yeah, how's it going, guys? I got pretzels in my mouth. Yep. Got Dane Johnson. Rollies. We got Mark Dalzell. How's it going? John Fideli. Hey, happy New Zealand. Yep. <laughs> and uh, we're here in the studio. It's uh, June 15th. Yeah. That's right. And uh, really quick, Matt, what's coming up in like, the next week? Next week is photo stock. And then the week after that, we have uh, Analog's Pulse in Cleveland. So I'm going to be driving around like a maniac, mm, shooting, 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 shooting. Put some miles on the old rig. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be falling apart by the time I get back here. It's my birthday this month, too. Oh. oh. Nine no days. What I get you? No. Yeah, on the 26th. Oh. oh. 11 days. Yep. Send your cards, notes cool. to uh, Film Photography Podcast, P.O. Box 152, Butler, New Jersey, B-U-T-L-E-R-N-J-07405. John will be happy to hear from you. He'll yes. be 26. I understand that John wants a Noblex camera in the mail. That's right, I do. Okay. I'm hooked. Because of uh, Donker Dave. Donker Dave and his yeah, Noblex. Takes such magnificent photos. Hey, let's jump right into a question. This is from Maxwell. 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 Do you know Maxwell? Um, Buchler? I know his music. Yeah. Max Buchler? Oh, it's like Bueller, but with a C, so Buchler, yeah. What's he say, Matt? Well, he says, oh, he didn't give a Flickr name, so I don't know if I know him or not. <laughs> All right, well, I bought a Polaroid 210 from you and a 230 off eBay. Do you guys do repairs as well? When I fire the 230 with a fresh battery and new film, the negative comes out completely blank. Ooh. Is the shutter not firing? His camera was meant to be a gift, but I can't give a broken camera as a birthday present, can I? Yeah, sure. You can give it to John. No. <laughs> I would love to use this camera, but if I can fix it, it'll just be an... Oh, if I can't fix it, it'll just be another non-functioning piece in my little camera museum collection. Thanks for your time, and I'll definitely be coming back as a customer, even if you can't help me on this one. Oh, that's very well, nice. Well, I helped him. We got it ro- rocking and rolling, oh, and good. many of the questions that are asked are... Super common mm-hmm. and everyday. Well, when you deal with cameras daily like I do, it's an everyday question. Like, I, guess oh. the, I guess the first question is double-click. Did it, well, it have we have enough of videos on YouTube that a lot of times it's just a sentence and, hey, check out this video. You just got to get through it. Yeah. It's the two-shutter click test. And that is, I think, the, the biggest rock in my shoe regarding eBay sellers because so many sellers say, shutter fires. 
because they hear one click. Yeah, and that's what's leading to everybody yeah. because everyone's buying these cameras only to find out that the battery compartments are corroded out. Yeah, and the shutter's not firing, but the seller is saying the shutter is firing because they don't know about right. the two click. Yep. Yeah, if you see an eBay auction that says there's no battery in it but the shutter fires, then they don't they know. Don't if know. The shutter yeah. fires. I have no idea. You need yeah. to have two clicks on automatic land cameras. Uh, the battery has to be in. The battery has to work. There can't be any corrosion. So of course I told Maxwell about the two shut the two shutter click test which i guided him through good i believe that was the problem you know that is and other simple problem is having the wrong iso setting of course it's so easy to switch i've done it a million times oh yeah switch the pack it's still there in 3000 or something yeah Yeah. so those are the the two common problems and usually when i get an email like this within a few hours we get the camera up and running that's good i just did that myself and a half an hour ago i took a picture and i had the wrong baked <laughs> yeah. yeah i did the opposite mine yeah. just came out blown out if we're talking about if we're talking about polaroid automatic land cameras the thing to know is that they're amazingly resilient yes mm. and if you own one even with a corona battery there's a good chance you could easily who brings who brings a bag of pretzels to a podcast easily get it working oh yeah yeah, yeah. So, and we're the guys to come to i mean yeah <laughs> if we can't help you yeah so many times uh you can get it up and running and we're not a repair shop but we can get the problem fixed and folks in the u.s have sent me their cameras and i've done quick fixes on easy peasy them. Yeah. most of it has been power issues a little yeah. deoxit get it going a little deoxit if it's something beyond that unfortunately it's probably not worth yeah. Put the time into you can get the service manual. I have the service manuals, and I, I've tried to fix some of my more expensive ones, like the 250s and 360s. But if it's like a 104, just uh, a common problem is that you know camera is stuck in what I call bulb mode, which is you press yeah. the shutter and just stays, stays open. open. And yes. I think you discovered that that's a sensor issue. That's the electric there, eye. It's bust, right? There can be a few different things. There's actually for, I, I've tried a few of them, and uh, the electric eye always seems to work for me. The problem is one of the capacitors is burned out. Oh, so it's never. Getting ready to close that way. Yeah, as far as the camera's concerned, it's infinitely dark in the room. Yep. So you have to change that one capacitor, but the way that Polaroid's system worked for, for repairmen was they, don't, they didn't actually tell you what the value was. They just said, test that capacitor. If it's, if, if, you're, if it's open, replace it with another capacitor that has a red stripe on it. Like, you don't know what the actual value is, so it's difficult well, to Well, they didn't want those parts out. to be so readily available for people to just repair it right there. And right, exactly. And they wanted to make sure that people were replacing them with proper Polaroid parts and not of just course. one Radio Shack when you could buy capacitors at Radio Shack. Back when you could do that at Radio yeah, Shack. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. When you could walk in and they knew what you were talking yeah. about. So, I need a capacitor. You know, it's difficult because you can't, you can't tell if the capacitor is bad because it exactly. may test okay, but you don't know what the value is supposed to be. So, anyway. Anyway. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, uh, our friend Mark Harris. We met Mark at the PDN. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mark shoots black and white, develops himself, has mm-hmm. his own dark room. Uh, Mark sent a uh, $50 donation to the FPP. Oh, oh my wow. gosh. Wow. <laughs> awesome. Hey, Mark. Thank you very much. It's greatly appreciated. And he, he, could not, he couldn't make the last meetup in New York City, um, but he said he's coming to PDN in October. Can't wait to see him again. We'll give him a pat on the back. Yes. That's, uh, you, you can just Google it, PDN Photo Expo, and you'll come up with a website touting the uh, upcoming uh, October um, big show. Big show. Always yep. fun to go to. Here's a uh, letter from Michael uh, Turcotte, or Takati. He did not put a pronunciation in. He says, I have some slide film that I won't be using. Seven rolls of Provia 100F. Mm. I love the Fuji films because they sound like sandwiches, Italian-American sandwiches. Provia? <laughs> yeah, Provia. I call it Provia. Let me get some extra Provia on that. Ten rolls of Riala 100 ASA. I want a camera sometime back and would like to give back something for a giveaway. I don't like Fuji slide film at all. It was free, and the old timer wants it to get used. I guess 
Michael's the old timer. Uh-huh. I'm with we, you, we appreciate it. Yeah, we really, really appreciate it. And it's cool because he won a camera, and now he's like giving something else he's back. Paying it forward. Pay it forward. Yeah, that's great. So that's really awesome. Thank you. Hey, I have some notes here. Like, here's uh, just a printout because I made a purchase online. Sugaru. Do you oh, guys yes. remember? Yes. It's a putty. That's super fancy epoxy oh, glue. Yeah. Have you guys used it at all? No. No. Got to get some. I bought it because I accidentally, when I, when I converted a battery in a pack camera, I got a little over it. Snapped it. Yeah, I snapped it, and it creates like a huge hole. That mm-hmm. is the handle grip on the other side. <laughs> yeah. So I, all, I bought some Sugaru, and I patched it up, and uh, it worked remarkably. Huh. And it's like silly putty. Hmm. Right. Does yeah. it get hard? Yeah. Huh? Doesn't get super hard. It gets more rubbery. Permanent. Permanent. Ice cold, the moon. <laughs> it's a miracle. Cool. What? Ice cold, the Ice moon. cold, the moon. It's a miracle. It sounds like Pink no, Floyd lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's cold resistant. It's heat resistant. You could go oh. on the moon and, like, you know, do whatever you need to do. It's great. just, yeah. So go on there next week. It's, it's great stuff. Sugru. Check it out. S-U-G-R-U. I used it. This is not a paid announcement. <laughs> Here's a letter from Matt Van Hefter. Pronunciation missing, but I think we got it. Hey, guys. I just want to say I love the show. I found your show through some clips on the YouTube. Mm-hmm. I recently got bit by the film bug and mm-hmm. finding... After finding 9,000 feet of 8mm and Super 8 film in my parents, my grandparents' basement. Unexposed? 9,000? 9,000 feet of 8mm and Super 8. Almost almost two miles. I'm assuming it's exposed. I started collecting projectors and film cameras. Not being able to find camera film, I drifted to photography. Not ever thinking I would like it so much, I now have a Diana F+. Cool. With all the lenses Ah. (laughs) and the the 35mm in instant back. That I got as a gift. I also cool. have a Polaroid 210 and 350 for a dollar at a yard sale. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Go back. What? You got a what? 350 for a dollar. I have. A po- I got a pol- I got a Polaroid 210 and 350 for a dollar nice. at a yard sale. I hate when people do that. That never happens to me. It doesn't happen in New Jersey. A New Jersey, everyone's like thinks everything's worth. Oh yeah. Yeah. I saw. I swear to God, a badly painted portrait. Of someone who passed away, mm-hmm. like it was a family member. Yeah. It was a badly. It was like almost a joke. The guy won like a thousand dollars for it, uh, like of, a no, of nobody. New Jersey is rough, man. It's not. It's not who the paintings of. It's who painted the painting that you have to. Oh, it was a Picasso, but the guy in the picture would look like an <laughs> idiot. Why would I want that? <laughs> for someone just getting into film, your show has been a huge help. Hope to run into you guys at a diner here. Oh, wait a minute. He says he's here in New Jersey. Joy-Z. Matt, I want to know yeah, what, what yard sale you went to. Yeah, really? Uh, every yard sale I go to, they want like $10 for like a, your standard Polaroid black one step from the 80s. Do you haggle? On the, uh, yeah, I said, I'll, I'll, tell you, and I said, I'll tell you what, I'll give you two. The woman like put her hand on her waist, like gave me a look and said, go to the Meadowlands flea market. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she's, yeah, well, wow. Her. I read somebody on the, on the <laughs> Flickr group was saying he went to, he went to, he was at a, a camera show and he got... A 100, which is still a good camera, in, in the Polaroid case with the portrait kit, the close-up kit, the 268 flash, the 192 timer, the UV filter, and the cloud filter for a dollar for all of that. Come on. Uh, people like, just, wow. people just store those cameras just to dump that stuff sometimes. I know. That's all how that it goes. Dollar. That's fantastic. Yeah. So maybe maybe you're going to have to like have, have Ange look out for this mat when she's like shopping car boots. Well, out, Ange so. did right uh, late last year. She got a um, Olympus Trip 35 for $2. Nice. 
two dollars. Yeah, see, you got yours. What are you yeah. complaining about? <laughs> I'm not complaining. <laughs> but my before I had that, I, my mine was bust. Yeah. Yeah. So they do that. <laughs> hey, we all love instant photography here. Yes. And a lot of people yep. have really caught the bug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking at uh, Dane. He has a uh, what I love the Polaroid Color Pack Two. That's a molded, rigid camera. Rigid, molded camera. Rock solid. <laughs> he uh, ripped out the... Uh, uh, Mark, ripped, Mark out. ripped out the uh, blue dot flash cube on the, on the side of it and put in a hot shoe. Really? Hot shoe? A hot shoe, of course. Then you could put any electronic flash for a film camera on I put on hot it. shoes on everything. I have a hot shoe on my toaster at home. Uh, and it's remarkable because that is like a complaint from folks who use, uh, especially Polaroid Big Shot, which uses magic cubes. cubes. Yeah. The cubes in the last six months have like skyrocketed oh, yeah. in price. Yeah. Skyrocketed. Why? Because of the interest is picked up? Interest and let's face it, I well, mean, rarity. they're going to start... Increased demand, less supply. Yeah, I mean, the supply is not... It's a finite it's fi- supply. Yeah, it's a finite supply. It's, 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 it's going to go away. Most of the folks ask, what can I do to adapt? And they do make these... I'm trying to think who makes them. The adapters. <laughs> yeah, I... There's like a Ac- Acme makes mm. Acme makes a Magic Cube adapter mm. to adapt like the Magic Cube to a some kind of port. Mm. They're mm. almost impossible to find. Uh, Tattoo Dave has one. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's thrilled about it. He, he's he's taken. He's like I would call him a Polaroid photographer. Oh, you would. Ever okay. since ever since he picked up, caught the bug with the pack cameras. It's like all the stuff on his scene on his uh, stream is just it's golden. It's yeah. all. Pol- mm. Polaroid photography. He he did a couple events, black and white in color. He's just really taken off, with it. and it's great to see because it's like when you find that camera that fits your style, you mm-hmm. just you take it and go with it. Yep. The Polaroid well is uh, deep, and when I say what I mean by that is, I mean there, it's deep in products. Well, oh, Matt's holding his. Uh, oh, oh yeah, that's that's. Uh, it's a Polaroid uh, SX70 Model Two. This was my birthday present from Leslie. I'd imagine that. Imagine that. Wow. Is that Gucci? <laughs> oh, yeah, what's going on with the blue uh, custom skin? Uh, By the yeah. way, Leslie, I'd imagine that um, uh, she is uh, way too kind to me. Uh, and when she is kind, she, she sends like a box of like amazing film. Mm-hmm. But in that box will be like here is a promotional card that was given to reps. Oh, look at that. Yeah, open it up by your mic, though. Polaroid is calling on you to yeah. say hello to goodbyes. <laughs> <laughs> when I Leslie, when I opened the card, I thought my I, I, first thing I thought was, why is my cell phone ringing a different tone? tone. Like I thought maybe it was the phone company calling me. Hotline. Oh, we're, you're got to be getting that, I think. Nice. <laughs> but the thing is, this card was in a uh, sealed sealed plastic envelope. Yeah, yeah. never so, been touched. Oh my so god! So in the what six eight months that. The box was sitting here from Leslie, and the film I've been shooting, I never really looked at this. And I opened it up, and inside was actually not this one, but an original. Oh, wow. Check this out. Looks like a painting. Polaroid. Leslie does. I love that. She's always been doing Polaroid manipulations. Yeah. And she is a true artist. When she has SX70 and and an Alpha camera to shoot with, she makes gold. Yes, it's incredible. Like you look How at it, she like it's it? a picture, but it's not. Within yeah. twenty minutes to an hour of the developing, yeah. The what, 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 what film are we talking about? Is true SX seventy not? not um, I not think impossible. 
Well, you can do it with impossible, but you have to like really grind it to make it work. Oh, okay. You can make it work, but you need like heat and cold. With this stuff, as, as soon as it's starting to set a little bit, you can take a yeah. You can you can push it with a brayer. You can so cool. use a point source like kind of sharp but not. So she uses a, a lacquered chopstick. Okay. And you can push the emulsion around and give it that paint. It looks oh, like a watercolor really painting. Really cool. Yeah. So it's a. It looks it, like the world's most detailed tiny oil painting. Like, yeah. That's yeah. so it's, cool. It's, and it's impressionistic. So if you like that yeah. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You can get it, and uh, with any of the um, SX70 films, especially the expired stuff, because it's all expired now, it has a pastel look mm. to it. So it's got mm. that Monet kind of feel to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That's I think there was, really think there was cool. one that just came up a, a couple days ago on the FPP forum that someone put up. Like, it was like a, a manipulated, uh, a manipulated uh, like an old GTO or something. Like someone had done a car. I was looking at that for a bit too. It's yeah. really uh, remarkable, and thank you, Leslie, because. Uh, it's a gift that keeps giving because this gift was hidden and I didn't know it was there. She hides a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, it's cool. Layers of gifts. Layers of yeah. gifts. Cool. And also in there, uh, which you know, I forget. I had sent Leslie a Polaroid 100. Mm-hmm. I guess about a year ago. Yeah. And in there was also test uh, shots. Test shots of like uh, uh, Lauren at uh, the chalk walk. The chalk walk. Yeah. Chalk walk. Artist draw on the on the sidewalk. Oh, it's yeah. like it's like a charity <laughs> art competition. Yeah. So. So I can't tell you how joy, joyous I was when I opened up some stuff. Same thing with the Life magazine that she yeah. recently sent me. It's the Life magazine with Edwin Land on, on the, the front, cover. Peeling mm. the big polar. And yeah. it's yeah. A, uh, a Mystery Science Theater 3000 version of the magazine. And I thought the same thing because Mark asked me. He was like, what's this? You open the mag. I just saw MSTPK on the front and I'm, I'm all and, over that. And uh, Leslie put post-its on various pages with notes yep. oh, wow. about certain things. So... Uh, you That's are uh, a true Polaroid friend. She is. Thank you, Leslie. I uh, appreciate all the gifts. And talking about Polaroid, this was from Leslie. And I was thrilled to get it. I knew about this, but many people don't, that Polaroid made 35-millimeter film that you could instantly develop. Phenomenal. And I think this was probably big, John, Yeah. for corporate events. Uh, think back wow. in the day, AT&T, shoot it, mm-hmm. mount the slides, yep. have a presentation. There you go. Fantastic. So this is Polaroid Polychrome 35mm color. Uh, it's 12 exposures. It came, I think, in 12, 24, 36. This is 12. I shot it. I shot the, the boys here at the studio. Mm-hmm. And each roll of film comes with... Processor, the chemistry. It's called Processing Pack. Oh but don't stop there. Like comes with this in Jeez. the box. Here's the box. Everything you need to process is right imagine, in the box. Imagine for a second they made that in 36 and you could run it through your Loma Kino and then develop it. Uh, oh. They do have 36. Oh, I, they do. Wouldn't that be cool? Make a 30 uh, uh, Lomo Kino instant, instant Lomo movie. Kino movie. Oh my God! <laughs> For those who don't cool. know, Lomo Kino is a, uh, a, a it's a movie camera that takes standard 35 millimeter cartridges, mm-hmm. which I've been shooting all year. So you, this, this, and you need this the monster, pro- the processor, processor. So this so, is the role you just shot. Yeah, so far? yeah. I didn't even That's realize that. Awesome. You, can, uh, you guys might have to gather around because like I can't do it backwards. If they're interested, no, yeah. no, go ahead. They may have no interest. Oh, I couldn't okay. care less. So the all the instruction, <laughs> all the what's great is Polaroid made everything like idiot proof. <laughs> they, they really Not did. Really, because I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. But they, they <laughs> put they put all these <laughs> they put everything you need in like these very simple to follow instructions right on the front. They for love everything. numbering Cartoons. things. And everything is like if you if you could play with uh, infant toys, you can like put this. Can figure it you out. can put oh, the square in the square hole and the circle in the circle hole. So, let's start this open. Open this guy. Wow! Up. Look Wait at a minute. Ice cream man. Ice cream oh, man. I thought it was like a musical box. As soon as you opened it, <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Some kind of music started. It, oh, look at that! Look at that! How 
How do you? Will it just stop, Matt? Yeah, it just stops. So I think wow. we've caught it, and then you're going to feel the tension let up. Only 12 exposures. Should something happen I, by now? I, I, something should have happened by now. So I think we're just grinding nothing now. Is that bad or good? I, I think it's good. We're, we should be all right. Because this is what happened last time. We were kind of like nervous. Yeah. Now what do you do? We just wait. We gotta wait, wait 60 seconds. 60 seconds. Pick it out of the developer. Basically, yeah, you're pulling it back into the reel. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. and then you pull the reel back out, and you can see the develop. Oh, so, nice. wait, wait, wait. oh, you you move the lever. Release up? the tension that reverses the I the crank. How about that? Transmission. Now what's going to happen? We have. We should have some some something to hold up to the window. So this just spits out four by sixes. No special contacts. Wow. Oh, wait, nothing. No. No, nothing at all. Oh, the chemistry's bust. <laughs> nothing at all. Dried up. When, when did this go? This went bad when I was born. <laughs> yeah. When did that expire? Huh? This exp- Oh, no. August of 87. By the way, in today's day and age, for anyone who's interested, uh, if you want to shoot you know, a Polaroid film for your SX-70 or 600 camera or Spectre camera, the Impossible Project is now making film. But one thing you should be aware of, that people are not, John. What's that? I'm getting emails from folks yeah. who, who are not getting results from their Impossible film. They're, they're taking their shot, and then they're watching it develop. Ooh. That's not good. They're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> the whole mentality needs to change about Polaroid. Uh, integral film photography, it doesn't develop in front of your eyes. You need to put it in a pocket. So, so what do you think, Matt? Fail? I think that, that pack just had fail. some bad chems on it. Because we, we got results last year when we did it. Could you develop that film like regular film? Well, not now. I mean, but, I mean, if, if you got some, if you got a package of this and you think th- the chemicals I are bad. I think the base is a little, it, the base is thinner, so I don't know how well it would, it would withstand the mm. normal process. Because this is room temperature conditions as well. Uh, Matt, let me ask you a question. Sure. While, while well, I'm fiddle-faddling with pull, pull a blue film here. Sure, how what you got? How did you get into Polaroid instant photography? Um, when did it start? Well, I mean, I've been shooting Polaroids since I can I can remember. We've always had, you know, my grandma always had the impulse and the one steps in the house. We we had an iZone camera, and I think in middle school, late elementary school, that's when that started coming out. I got back into Polaroid instant film when I heard you guys talking about uh, Polaroid land cameras. Oh. So I picked up the 420. Mm-hmm. That's right. And the 420 just became, and it's so funny because, like, I started with, the plastic one, I thought, oh, I'll move up to like the 195 or the really premium. That's a big step. You know, <laughs> well, well, you know, really upgrade it to yeah. something premium. And I love the look I can get with the 420 because of the plastic, not very well coated lens. Mm. Uh, I shoot it. I actually shoot my camera like big shot style. Did I ever tell you that? No. I only do like portraits with it at the ma- at the closest focusing distance because that gets me the mo- the, the swirliest backgrounds. Uh, like yeah. I did those wedding portraits with the yes. 420. That's about four and a half feet, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah just a big shot style. Do the yeah. shuffle and then get it right there, and I uh, always yeah. love the shots I do that way. Yeah. And then I, um, if it's warm out, you just keep, let the Fuji film keep cooking for like an hour or two, and it gets a little warmer Oh yeah. as it keeps developing. Huh. And I just love that look. It's It's classic. I actually uh, took our took me and Anna to renew our passports, and uh, I actually uh, took our own passport photos with our. Oh, because they still the, accept the Polaroid that. 420. Yeah. I actually. <laughs> yeah. We'll take a break, and we'll be back. Okay. Tim Tams sind Schokoladenbiskuits mit aller Füllung und Schokoladenüberzug. Man kann sie für ganz erstaunliche Dinge benutzen, wie zum Beispiel als Trinkhalm für Milch oder als Buletten Ersatz für einen vegetarischen Burger. Mm, Tim Tam Burger. 
für Geschicklichkeitsspiele wie Domino oder zur Errichtung massiver Monumentalbauten oder ganz einfach als Schmuck. Did you know that this year there is a Polaroid automatic land camera explosion? Hundreds of people have picked up Polaroid automatic land cameras because of FPP alone. Fuel your passion for instant photography and consider picking up a Polaroid automatic land camera right in the FPP store. All cameras are on my FPP workbench, are thoroughly tested, batteries reconfigured, and ready to drop into your hands. Stop by filmphotographystore.com and check it out. Okay, we're back, and uh, great time to talk about um, visiting the FPP store. That's yeah, right. Not? You can go there, and you get, uh, well, it comes and goes, because, you know, we get lots, and then they go away. We had Polo 108, Ooh, Polo, yeah. Polaroid Sepia. 664, we got that. 664, Good stuff. black and white. This is all filmed for your Polaroid automatic land camera. Uh, Fujifilm 3, FP3000B is hugely popular. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Keep, the tones are beautiful in it. It's great. FP100C color, and so many folks are ordering from Australia. Is that right, man? I understand it's really expensive over there. Perfect. My biggest problem with ordering online, not Amazon, but other sites, yeah. like you do, 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 then you see it's like You're automatically, like, what? like uh, here in the U.S., like auto $12 shipping. Yep. And you know what? It's like... Hey man, I'm in New Jersey and shipping from where, like doesn't matter. Oh. So I had a scare at uh, B and H. Okay. I went to get some. I went uh, online to get some uh, FP3000, and it was out of out out of stock. A lot, so. a lot of people were rumoring so like, that what? it was discontinued. And then I went in there, yeah, and I, I talked to the film guy, and uh, he uh, he actually pulled it up, and showed me the computer that it is not on reorder. Why? B&H. I, I didn't know. He just says, oh, that's what the code is whenever it's when Have you checked reorder. since then? I, I'm set up to get an email when it comes back in, and yeah, wow. it's still out of... Now, and that was I can confirm that the uh, in the 4x5, mm-hmm. it's all... It's all gone. Oh, oh, it's gone. All they're the four, good? yeah, all the four x five. They the, there's not producing all the four by five. Oh, they're not producing anymore, but they still have a lot. I yeah. mean, to get rid of because there was just fewer people buying it. Yeah, you know. Yep. And I, I always explain it to people like, it's calm down. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Because the uh, well, the F, the four by five was almost three times as much. Yeah. Expensive for a little bit more surface area. Yeah. So yeah. if you have a the adapter back like uh, like Mike has. You can go crazy with the three and a quarter by four and a quarter, and you're not losing that much. Mm-hmm. And that stuff is still all over the place right. at a good price. Okay. So you know, don't don't lament. There's plenty of options, yep. and there's even more options when you go to the FPP store. That's right. Mm, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, we've been experimenting with defunct Polaroid formats just for fun. You'll see these these type of these films types, these Polaroid film types on eBay all over the place. Uh, buyer beware! Like, don't mm. what happened? Oh, it's dry. Bone bone dry. Don't um, don't pay ridiculous prices for this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, yeah. you know, when, when it's something that like doesn't even work, and and I can assure you that that it's you have a good. 80% chance of fail because you could buy this up there the Polo Blue the Polo Chrome and the sellers they don't know anything about it they're just selling it's it in a box it's in a box another format is iZone Ooh. it's a 1990s format mm-hmm. and people go bonkers over it they love right. it they love it and they're paying big money for the film the, fil- the film costs more than 500 film and the, the- the image is like, was it like one by two? They're it's t- like a sticker. They're t- Yeah, they had stickers. Oh, wow. 
They had yeah. ones that you could peel off and Kidding share me. with your friends. Yeah, and they had the little borders for like the little girls. So Matt, you would... seemed excited about this. Load her up. I'll take this. I'll take this yeah. defunctness off. Well, hand. my parents had an eye zone that, like I said, we we always played with when I was a kid, and my sister always got the sticker film. And then I got like the the regular film, like oh here. The, they have a picture the on the box, like you put the stickers like on your shoes. I remember, yeah. I, I, I must have been, maybe when my sister was in school or something. I remember seeing those stuck all over the place. Now this will kind of remind you. This almost has the same form factor as the uh, po- the polo. No, well the polychrome. Oh, polychrome packet. See, because it's got everything in there. But these are all that's all folded up neatly, trifold, with your chemistry packet. I'm trying to get the. Uh and this has your and this Matt, has your black card. I, Matt, I've never uh, experienced iZone like successful oh. iZone photography. Like I've I've had a few of these over the years. Yeah. Well, the the pods are so small. They dry oh. they dry out very quickly. This stuff would dry out before oh, people man. would get to shoot it most times. Uh, Is that right? Hey, while we're doing this, so our giveaway this month, John. Yes. Giving oh. away a Polaroid Super Shooter. Super oh, Shooter. Like this is this was uh, donated by uh, FPP listener Warren Yee. Oh. You know Warren? Yeah. Of course and he does. what's great about the Super Shooter <laughs> he knows them all. is that um, this is a rigid camera, very much like the Color Pack series. Tank. But this, Why is that a plus? Why are you saying that? Because this camera takes not only the, uh, Whoa, the FP 100C, FP 3000B, yeah. but also takes the square, the square format, oh, really? the Polaroid 80 series, and. You never know. You might come across an eBay auction where you can get, like, um, 2009 expired Polaroid 87 or Polaroid 89. It's square. Yeah, this you is the fail show. Just, I've just tune out right yeah. now because, like, everything's just going to fail All miserably. Right, so uh, we'll pull out the black card. But you didn't hear the... No, no, but we can do, like, daylight. This, will, this is, like, 600 film. Okay. So... Bad sign. Oh. This pack is dry. Oh, no. It is... Oh, he got it. No, I didn't. Oh, that's oh, not good. That's a oh, fail. Gosh, darn it, folks. Another fail. Come on, everything is... You know, only good thing about fail is that there's only one place to go. Uh, so I have the uh, Polaroid Super Shooter. We're giving this away. And you could sign up for our giveaways by going to filmphotographyproject.com forward slash giveaways. And you sign up. You put your name, address, phone number, a little bit about yourself. How many feet am I from you? About four? Four feet? Right now, I have it loaded. We're doing a test because we don't give away junk here. Nope. So, all right, we have two fails in a row. What else can we fail with? Uh, well, uh, what do we do? these guys are not familiar with uh, Polaroid uh, what is 500 that? film. Oh, my. That, <laughs> oh, gosh. This is the Polaroid. Uh, it looks like a Robocop Polaroid. shoe. Yeah, this stuff, is, this stuff is so dry, it's not oh even spreading. God, look at that. Oh, my God. So. It's so dry, it's not even spreading. It's like a dead baby Who's in the it? sun. No, he's all right, <laughs> <gentlemen>. <laughs> all right, all right. Here's a uh, Polaroid 500 film. Is a defunct format from the 90s. Here is the a beautiful. Oh, look beautiful. at that! Have you ever heard of this Polaroid Captiva? I, no. I have one. Oh, <laughs> really? That's uh, the one that opened. Oh, another 500 one. Oh, oh, look at that. Yeah. Would not have expected to pop it's that. It's a way. single lens reflex camera. That's how they get you. Ah. And, uh, let's see. So it's actually an SLR. Yeah. Every, everything. Oh. About, everything I, about it is counterintuitive. I didn't blink. That wow, listen a to weak that. sounding motor. Mm. Yeah, well, it's, it's a pack. It's the film pack. Yeah, and they get just get weaker and weaker. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. Let's pop out the old pack. There it is. Empty. Wow. That's the okay. looks like. Yeah. Hmm. Have Let's you ever gotten the dark slide stuck in this thing? It's very easy to do with an old pack. Yeah. I, I, I broke one Captiva, but I, ha- I bought another for two bucks at the <laughs> antique mm. store. So you know that's going to happen now. Oh, well, I just, we just talked day. about it. Yeah. Oh, the fail show. 
I'm opening up a fresh pack of Polaroid 500 film. Expired in. Okay, that that is a big. 2001, probably. No. Let's see. Right here, it's on here. Let's see. Uh, three. Oh, three. Oh, it might work. Okay, it ejected. Okay. What did it eject? It ejects into the bottom of the camera. One, oh, really? Three. Yeah, so you can see him kind of come up. Watch. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. wow. Oh, we got spread. Spread. Yeah. It's no longer the fail show. Mark Dazel. <laughs> Dalzel. Right? Suffering wow. here. Oh. You, got, you, missed me. you missed a little bit. Oh, missed a little bit. That's why we can chip oh, in 10 minutes. Quick, get in there with your thumb. Spread. John. Oh, it's getting weaker. <laughs> yeah, the battery just gets worse and worse no, I mean, as you go. You're getting more and more uh, less spread. Oh. And less spread. Whoa. Let me, do, let, me get, face? let me give huh? that thing a run. Okay. I, wanna, uh, I, I don't know. Face? Sure. <laughs> Where is it coming? <laughs> it's like these corners all over this thing. Uh, what do we got left? Nice strap. How many shots you get per pack? Ten, ten, ten per pack. So ten per pack. Or what, and then you cannot get them out until you finish the roll? Oh, you take them out whenever oh, you want. Okay, yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that one's got a good one. See. It just stores them in the back. That's amazing. Oh. That's pretty cool, i got to say. And they never made a 600 version of that. No, of that this was camera, be, yeah. no. Wouldn't that be cool? It'd be this giant triangle. <laughs> yeah. No, this was their like last resort trying to get like a new format out there. Yeah, because okay. Spectra hadn't taken off. It's and, too bad. I love and Spectra. Sid, and Sidbad needed some money. And yeah. <laughs> he, was, uh, he did all their the advertisements. Oh, yeah, he was. Polaroid asked me, Sinbad needs supermodels to demonstrate a sleek, stylish Captiva camera. It holds the pictures inside the camera's special pocket till you take them out and put them in a, your pocket. <laughs> My pocket. <laughs> the Polaroid Captiva. <laughs> he needed no clothes. He the Olympus. Look at that thing. Comedia. Yeah. It's like, can I give cash out of that? Jesus. This is a year 1999 <laughs> digital camera that has a Polaroid 500 back. Built in. Oh, and it's wow. also a cutting board. <laughs> yeah. So Jeez. if I shoot uh, Mark. Nice. Good. So I took the picture. Now I move this over to... You can select the ones oh, you want to print. So you, they don't print all of them. No. no. Wow. You pick and choose. Pick and choose. I have two shots remaining. You only get 17 shots per little, uh, card. SDI card. Probably has a whopping meg of memory. And let's say I want to print. I hit the Polaroid button and it says, do you want to print? got a good sound to it too, I right? I pressed the button, didn't I? You hit the OK yeah. button to print. Maybe you put it in your pocket. And now it's going to think for a minute. Mm. Just wait, wait for how I slow. I don't want to make it print for you. Watch this. Great sound on these. Wow, it's, it's like time lapse. Yeah. Look at that frog tongue. That's a nice tongue. Oh, and it goes up an octave. Look at that. Oh. That's a beautiful picture. It's a beautiful thing. That's called a. And what does that shoot for a format? The same film as the uh, Captiva. So your digital shot is in here. You can take. You can, you can export it. Take yeah. another one, yeah. and you can, oh, you can print one out for all your friends. No, no, I just know what pack it took, but it takes five hundred. Five hundred. Yeah. yeah. Now my 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 um, thought was the same as you mentioned about the other camera. Imagine if they made this for six hundred. Yeah. This would be a beautiful thing to yeah. have to use today with Impossible Project film. Mm. What oh, is it? Man. Why does it say Brick House on all the film? Uh, it was a cor- like a corporate. They made a special corporate run uh, from Black House. Oh, it's very orange. Black House. Brick House. <laughs> it's, 
And of course, there's the joy cam, which I don't think has film in, but it might. Mm. And this is all manual camera, and you eject the film by pulling a rip cord. Yank it. Oh, wow. Okay. That, this, these ones usually have better spread, though, just because you're really tugging it. It's not dependent on a motor. And this is a plastic. <laughs> That's so wild. Doesn't count as a fail. Look at that. Yeah, these are a, a very. Uh, you can get these on eBay. I mean, they're very inexpensive. Yeah. This is the, the, fresh, the freshest pack we've ever tested here is is always in that uh, digital camera. So here, it's come. It comes up pretty good. Oh, it actually comes. Up. How long does it take to fully? Uh, less than ten minutes. No, it's not even close. Not even close. The other pitches. Didn't come out. How the oranges looking? So good. These quite orange. Quite orange. They're good though. They'll, they'll scan very well. When we come back, we're, gonna, uh, we're not going to be talking about instant photography or failure. We're going to talk about uh, Dane's Shimina Six. Oh, oh yeah, why not? Let's do that. Hey, we'll be back. Hey, it's Mike Rosso here in the FPP studio with Matt and John. Hey, no. Hello. Help support FPP. Go to the FPP store. That's filmphotographystore.com. We have an exclusive item, the Polaroid Cold Shoe Electronic Flash Brackets. If you own a Polaroid 100 through 300 series camera, we have the Polaroid 268 Flash Bracket that holds an electronic flash that has a PC cord on it. Imagine jettisoning your old flash bulb for a brand new... For a new... Okay. For a new flash bracket that holds an electronic flash. If you own a Polaroid 400 series camera, the infamous Polaroid 420, that's Matt's camera. It is, yeah. You can get an electronic flash for it. You can get the, the Polaroid FPP 490 flash holder. This slides right on your existing flash bracket and has a cold shoe for your electronic flash. You could buy just the bracket or you could buy the bracket with electronic flash. These are exclusively at the Film Photography Store. Help support FPP. Get an electronic flash for your pack camera. Duh. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Pactastic. Filmphotographystore.com. Thanks. Hey, we're back. Hey, Dane, tell us about well, one of your I Russian didn't, cameras. I didn't quite clear all those. <laughs> well, here's what I got to do with the Shmina, which Shmina. I meant to do earlier. Uh, the sh- well, here, I'll tell you about the Shmina. Shmina was 1969. It's another Russian camera. Uh, not a rangefinder. It's a uh, uh, zone focus. Zone focus. Yeah. Uh, learn something new every day. The standard uh, speeds. 35 millimeter? 35 millimeter. Uh, it's got B, 15, 30, 60, 125, 250, 4 to 16. Um, the interesting thing about it is it requires two canisters to use it. You so mean? you have to actually roll the film this kind of to start out. it you into like another used can, like another canister. Oh, no way. That and it's with the camera. Format. No, it doesn't. It uh, you have to just use so uh, luckily I had one of those ones that you can repop open. Well, for Maybe real. the original one came with two canisters. Did we hear about like something like this? So let me get that. No. Where that bag go? Where's the little baggie? I'm the, gonna, uh, the film one. changing bag. I'm gonna jump in the work film changing bag here. So don't come in. <laughs> okay, so right now my hands are in the bag. Yeah. What are you doing in there? Uh, uh, don't worry about that. Have you uh, gone? Uh, oh, you don't go in the bag. You you use a dark. I use. Room. I just go in the closet and or you know, and I just go in the bathroom and turn the lights out or in the kitchen turn the lights out, whatever. But right now, it, so there's two. It takes two can- canisters. So it helps. You have to have one that's like resealable, and so you put your. Uh, so you have to go into the bag and and uh, rewind it back into the canister. Mm-hmm. And now it's back. So oh, uh-huh. so look at that. No way. So, but isn't it? It's it's part of the process of enjoying photography. I was gonna yeah. say, isn't it? Yeah, but this is a, this is a great. I've shot like three rolls of this camera, and it, it is just. It's got blown it. The colors are really very distinctive. Very, it's really cool camera. Yeah. It's, and uh, it's, so if you look at the back, you see that it's. 
You gotta. There's nothing there to roll it into. It looks like some kind of freaky proprietary. Let me see. Let me see again. Yeah. 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 Have a look. It's, and it's Bakelite. It's got that good sound. So this one, um, K-A-L-T, the Kalt, came out of another camera, whatever. And and it's an actual. You can actually just pop it open. So this is a Shmina 635 from Russia. Now when so you're. So that's how you loaded it. Yep. So then I keep this. So this is ready to go now. This classic 100. Mm-hmm. You know that film. Yep. Now that's ready to go. Ready to go where? Into the kitchen. Into, Into the, the kitchen. kitchen. And now, and then you just, you know, just pop this back together. Now, when you have your film loaded and you're, uh, you know, advancing, yeah. how do you know when to stop? It stops. It, oh, it does? Yeah, it does know. Yeah. And uh, you know what I've found with these Russian cameras? It's pretty amazing. The pictures are so close together that it's almost hard to cut them when you have to scan them, you know, oh, to cut it. It's really? like they are butt up, and it's like... It's economics. Ooh, how'd you do that? That's what it does. <laughs> oh. Now, it's, that's it's, a look. It's so be careful. Now, what does that tell you? How far you are from that's somebody? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Finder, yeah. Let me see here. So you so are... So now he has an uncoupled rangefinder on his smooth. Oh, that is brilliant. You so can buy that you separate. You are a little oh, under wow. six, yeah. and then I just set this to... Six? Oh, this is in feet. That's in meters. Feet, feet, feet. So what you got is, so now, I, like, if I were to six load this up... Who knows how many meters that is? No if I were to load it up, you know, you would just get it started on that. Yep. And then slide it down the thing. Put the lid on. Put the lid, put the lid on. And then you'd have them both. Did you know about that, Matt? I know there was a lot of weird, prior to probably the 30s, 40s, <laughs> and then with the, the Russian cameras up all the way through the 60s. This is 69. Any, anything goes with this, the way you would load film. Like, there was uh, some of the older Leicas. People like them just because they're they're classic and retro, but... God, they're a bear to load and yeah, unload, yeah, yeah. and there's just so much drama involved. I like the stick with the QL almost system. You just drop it in and go. It's like the original Mer- the uh, Univex Mercury had a proprietary cartridge, too. Like every- Before it was totally standard on yep. 135. Everyone was trying something different. <laughs> Everyone was but, trying to you know, do the one. <laughs> if you got a bag, which I'm going to buy one of these. If you got a bag, uh, like I'm planning to bring this to UK. Film changing and, bag, yeah. yeah. Just, you just sit down. and You take how long? Five minutes. Oh, not even, yeah. I mean, you get pretty quick at it. Mm. And then, so then the next one, you just kind of load in. You drop drop it in. And we'll definitely put 36 exposures in, so you're not... Yeah, so you don't yes. have to do yeah, No really. guess. So there you go. And then you're good to go. You just you just pop one in, you spread it across, and then you're good to go. The other weird thing, this one might be broken, for all I know, but <laughs> it has on the timer switch, you know, it's with the self-timer. Mm-hmm. You'll hit the self-timer. That's amazing that it has a self-timer. You'll go self-timer, but then when you hit the, when you go to shutter... It actually stays open the whole time. That's wrong. Yeah, so yeah, I call right. it. So listen be, to the timer. It's, like, it's grinding. <laughs> there. So it works backwards. And it's still going. <laughs> so the self-timer is just like a Two, eight. I would avoid the timer, self-timer. No, I was going to use it for extend long yeah. shots. You throw it at night, mm-hmm. you throw it out, and you just yeah, you yeah, set it up. Perfect. You get a good, like, you know, it's another film speed. Mm-hmm. Need eight-second exposure. There you go. That's it. So, so it works great, and I mean the shots are, you know, it's probably in the top three of my uh, so far of the. Dame, is this an expensive in. camera to own? I don't think so. I, I think it's another one. I haven't. I don't see that. I'm sure there's usually two or three of them on on eBay, but uh, but I shoot. I this one would cost me. It was eleven dollars. So. And this is the one I got combined shipping. So for folks who want to sort of investigate shooting with Russian cameras, just go to eBay and type in Shmina. Yeah, and it's S-M-E-N-A, even though it looks like a C. That's, I guess, the Cyrillic or whatever. Yeah, you could do a search for C-M-E-N-A. Yeah, then you get a good cheap one. Yeah. And I know the Shmina 8Ms, they yeah. go for 20 30 bucks or higher. Huh. That cost you a few bucks? or This one was $11, and I think because it 
you threw people off with the extra canister thing. You know, people are like, oh, I'm not doing that. But I yeah. deal with, you know, half the cameras I'm shooting, like a lot of the 120s and stuff, I'm putting 35 in it or I'm, re, I'm doing it, right. messing around with it anyway. So I was, I was like, that's fine. So, but, and it, it's, I was really surprised with the pictures. I wasn't sure what it was going to, I was expecting more of a toy look, but it actually yes. has a really good, sharp picture with the really uh, high contrast colors. I don't if, know. If I, I wouldn't mind a, mark, a yeah. what's the other one? The Zenith. 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 Wouldn't mind one of those. Some big silver, what big uh, cast iron Russian SLR. Yeah, yeah. But I do like the toys. I mean, that's all I'm bringing. That's what I'm narrowing it down to. Is the I think you'd make it in jail if you call that a toy, and if you were in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess so. I don't actually. I don't have any toys. I just bought a a, a lot that had two Holgas and a yep a Diana oh, clone did. in it yep. that, are, that are on their way. Yeah, yeah okay. that's going to be fun. So. That'll be my, my new toy collection. When we come back, Mark is going to be talking about his... Today we got the Helena 35X. Helena. Helena. It's a great year for pictures. And Scofilm makes the picture right. And Scofilm any day or night. It's a great year for pictures. So why don't you go and get A-N-S-C-O. And Scofilm. And Sco. This weekend, make your pictures great with Ansco. Hey, we're back. Helena, I'm not very familiar with that. Can you fill us all in? Uh, this is a camera. These were made uh, 1959-ish. Um, they were made in Hong Kong. Uh, you can either get them. Some of them say made in Hong Kong. Some of them just, mine just says Empire Made. Mm-hmm. British, mm-hmm. British Empire Made. And it's a little, um, a little viewfinder camera. Uh, I actually bought this in London. I actually bought this oh. um, on the, uh, on a, off a table on the Portobello Road. And it's just this nice little pocket-sized. It looks very Leica-ish. It's got this really nice kind of polished nickel shininess to it. The, the, um, the Helene logo is a little red dot. So it just looks sort of interesting. But um, Is it a rangefinder or no? It's not. No, it's, it's not a rangefinder, unfortunately. Um, it's a 3.5 uh, lens on it. It goes down to... Uh, 16 yeah it's yeah 3.5 to 16 it's got an okay collection of shutter speeds and it's just kind of a neat little did you seek, a neat that, feel seek that out or did it come in a ebay lot no this i bought in london oh yeah, right yeah this, yeah this was like my that was my, a famous mike rossoism exactly yes it was he'll answer a question that'll ask the same question less than a minute later so yeah. now now ask me where it was made where was that made? Yeah. What year? Hong Kong in, in 1959. So yeah, no, I was uh, yeah, I was walking around. I wanted to buy myself a souvenir, and I found a table. And it actually, literally, he had a Zenith eight. Yep. He had uh, a Fed three or something, and he had this. And this one just kind of caught my eye. So it's shiny. I think, I think I picked this up for it was like 15 pounds, so right. whatever, 20 bucks or whatever. Now 20, picking it up and you know making a decision to buy it. Do you do a shutter test? Do you do go through all the motions? Yeah, I stood there for a few minutes and and kind of. Felt it and pulled the back off and looked at it. It's a, it's a regular 35. It just takes modern cartridges. and um, the, the rings were really, really gummy. It's the same problem that Dane had with his Fed. Yeah. Uh, that the, the grease they used that they packed these with turns to wax over the mm-hmm. years. 
So, you know, when I first picked this up, it felt like all the rings were completely seized, and you just have to kind of really oh. lean into it. And now I've, it's gotten loosened up yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I've noticed the feds loosened up a little too. Yeah, it's, it's getting better, but it's still... Uh, you can imagine how long they sit around with nobody even turning it. So, yeah, you know, yeah. 10, 20 years. And have you shot a roll through that yet? I did, yeah. I, I still need to do a little more practice with it because it has a PC fla- uh, PC jack on it for a bulb. Oh, and okay. it, it is It is totally M-synced, and it turns out it's not at all X-synced because uh, I got some really freaky effects... Um, because I, I mostly trying to accent. They're actually yeah. pretty cool. They're shots. actually really I like, cool because all it, black, but then the half the frame. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. It looks like the pictures were taken in a complete pitch black room with somebody shining just a flashlight on someone's face. You know, you just is, is M sync cool. for flash bulbs and X sync is for electronic flashes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. What M synced? What flash was designed? To be used with it. Uh, well, I mean, any, I guess any anything that would fit in a cold shoe with a PC socket. That any, is a bulb. Any, any bulbs, um, up to all the way back to powder flash. So yeah, that's wow. what I'm, that's so what anything I'm else for. would work. A lot of large format lenses work the same way, you, but you know, if you're modern, you just always leave it in X. Mm. How have yeah, you, I wish it had X. How have you compared, conquered the M to X problem, or are you not worried about? It? Just open it up well, with the shutter speed. Yeah, on yeah. uh, this one, I'm just on uh, this roll that I have in right here right now. I'm trying not to use a flash at all. Mm-hmm. I, I'm using a couple flashes and I'm trying a bunch of different shutter speeds. They, technically, it's it's actually uh, supposed to be synced at... Uh, oh, I forget what it, what it was. Oh, now, actually, you know what? It said, I think, the, I think the thing said it was synced at 35, but this doesn't even have 35, so I don't know. But I'm just trying a bunch of different so options. So just to but. be clear, the, the, there's is the issue that... Well, just, I think I thought I figured it out, but then I, it sounds like I'm hearing different. Is the issue that the, the uh, flash is going off too quick for the camera to open and close its shutter. Yes, the duration, the, the duration, the, is, the duration is, is different. The, the shutter opens, right? And yeah. So it's not about slowing the shutter down because it won't make a difference because the shutter hasn't even, even opened on yet. Bulb. The light's gone. Yeah, even on bulb, so the you lights are somehow gone. you'd have to delay the flash. Yeah. Or get in there. This one I can't really get into, but like I mean, for example, I've got the the old brandy reflex here from nineteen uh, whatever this thing is, you know, early fifties. And if you pull the shutter out of there, this is obviously totally M-synced. It's totally a bulb camera because it comes with a bulb flash. Mm-hmm. But you can get in there, and there's a little tiny set screw. You can actually advance the flash to set it to whatever <laughs> you want. So on mine, I modified it to 35, and I got in there, and I adjusted the flash, so it's perfectly X-synced now. And, the, and that's even a camera from the early 50s. So uh, you can... Um so they don't make you a circuit. They don't make some kind of yeah, like like a yeah, like, like a, if they could make something that could, a two millisecond. Like, imagine like a hot shoe. It'd be with a resistor, shoe wouldn't it be? Yeah, yeah. Just like right? an extra resistor in there. Did a resistor wouldn't capacitor? do wouldn't wouldn't oh capacitor. It would have or to be, be like some kind of cor- it would have to be a timer chip of some kind. Oh oh yeah yeah like to a pull five, in the charge five. count and <laughs> yeah a little ca- yeah some little tiny capacitor that would just delay the delay because it would have to charge the capacitor before it could Oh, I'm sure we're some right. Is anybody out there who knows how to do that? Because if you could make a little thing that like that was like fit into your shoe, and then another thing, yeah, and then it would all that did was this little thing you could put in, and then put the regular flash on top, and all it did is delay. It's just the MX adapter. That would be well. I know there was brilliant. a there's a, com- a German company that makes a lot of weird, very obscure hot shoe stuff, and they made it in the 80s, and they still make them today. Wine, W E I N. Hmm. They make a lot of weird hot yeah, shoe yeah. adapter things. Hot shoe. Ah. It seems like a natural thing that someone would have come yeah, out with. I'm surprised it's a that lot. there's not. I may have asked you this question, but have Probably. you shot a roll and de- developed it and looked at the prints yet? Yes. And are you satisfied? Uh, so the problem is the, the flash <laughs> isn't synced with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, the pictures are nice. Very, very, the pictures that I took outside where I didn't use a flash came out nice. Very Overall, very soft. The edges are a little blurry. Like, it definitely mm. has almost a... Even though it's a little metal beast and it weighs yeah. like two pounds, it has a very kind of a toy camera look to it. It looks like it was shot with a Diana or something. Yeah, it's so. just not coated lenses, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. You know, you guys are doing well, your own. Yeah. You may not realize that we talked about uh, previously uh, previously on FPP, we talked about projects. You guys are actually doing projects and not acknowledging it in the sense that you're doing you're doing basically a like camera week, sort of. Oh, in a way, we, well, I, I mean, I, yeah. you don't I, tell anybody. I bought, well, about I bought six cameras this week. Yeah. But so. Are you do- doing any type of documentation or do you, like, do you He keep, takes pictures. Do you, no, take, like, take an image? <laughs> Does not count as documentation? <laughs> like, are you guys, um, when you're scanning, are you keeping, yeah. like, uh, folders with, like, name of the camera, the date? Like, yeah. so you, like, you I said, have, oh, hey, Shmina, yeah. six, oh, yep. here are the f- pictures. Yep. I have all my Flickr and all my local scans are all scanned in with the camera name and the date. On him. Yeah, I, same I'm here. Not as good well, with the film. Let's wait till we make some coffee. The, uh, I'm, I'm not as good with uh, the film part of it yet because I don't always keep up with what film right. I use. And, and but uh, I do at least know the camera and the date and what I, yeah things like that. But yeah, that's how it's organized. What might part. be really interesting is if you pick one film stock yeah. and send it through all those different yeah. cameras, so you can really know what it feels like that's when, a it's, good when call. it's done. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's good. I do tend to yeah. use a lot of the Kodak Max because they have it at Target really cheap for two dollars a roll. So <laughs> quick for Most, testing. Almost right? every yeah. camera I own has, has had a roll that goes through. Yeah. Two hundred and four hundred. Yeah. They have two hundred there. I can't find two hundred in any of these local stores. Well, yeah, they've got. It's, you, uh, you were saying Disney it's World didn't have it either. Pack for no, no. Hey, how, how the twelve exposure Kodak Max uh, heat heat stored film? Perfect. Uh, really? Not an issue. I haven't had an issue with no. any of them. It's Actually, my test roll for the Helena and for the the yep. Argus that we mentioned last episode were both run with that stuff, and it came up perfect. Not a problem. Right? Yep. Not even so a problem. So clearly the film's just fine. Perfectly fine, yeah. I think that these uh, regular Kodak stocks, like Kodak Max that's in stores, because a lot of these stores have back rooms, mm-hmm. and they sit for years. They're just built for that. I think they're yeah. made for that. I, I don't it's know. like a so wine cellar. They're speaking. Yeah, they've yeah. figured out how to make it more robust. Yeah. yeah. It's got staying power. Hey, when we come back, thank you, Mark. Thank you. Thank you, Dane. When we... <laughs> <laughs> When we come back, we're going to be talking about the book of the month called 500 Lighting Tips. Is that like about how to like light your house? <laughs> like what fixtures to put in? Green lighting? No. Even simpler. And then we're going to be vi- visiting a concept that boggled my mind when Dan first brought it on the show, which is you take a large format camera. Instead of shooting a negative, you, sh- you put photographic paper in it. Oh, yeah. cool. You shoot paper. Ooh, yeah. Wow. So and then we'll, you're done. Yeah, we'll, so we'll be right back. Huh. Do you ever have one of these? A good old box camera? When I was a kid, Dad would get us all outside, he'd make us pose facing the sun, then holler, hold it, everybody, hold it, then click, got it, I hope. Well, picture-taking is a lot easier, more relaxed now, especially flash pictures. In fact, indoor picture-taking is as easy as shooting outdoors. Watch this. gets up to dance, that can be a memorable moment. And when a moment you want to remember pops up, pop on the new Sylvania Blue Dot Flash Cube to make sure you get all the action. With Sylvania's new invention, the Blue Dot Flash Cube, you can now take four flash pictures without changing bulbs and capture for another day all those great pictures that used to get away. And you can be sure you'll get the shots you want. Because Sylvania's famous blue dot is right there on each bulb. For regular cameras, always get Sylvania blue dot flash bulbs. For new flash cube cameras, get blue dot flash cubes. Sylvania blue dots for sure shots. Great, isn't it? 
easy and fun. Whether it's with flash cubes, which by the way Sylvania invented really something, or flash bulbs, both with Sylvania's famous blue dot. And remember what the man said, that blue dot is your assurance the bulb is good. It's so easy to capture those great moments, not just the special occasions, but all the fun things that happen every day in your home. Can you really afford to miss them? So keep your camera handy along with Blue Dots from Sylvania, a member of the GT&E family of companies. Missed any good memories lately? Hey, we're back. <laughs> you know, let's talk about the book of the month, uh, Mr. Matt. All right, let's talk. Book of the month. So this month's book of the month uh, is another FPP library selection. You have quite a robust uh, I do. book uh, lighting book library as well, and uh, I think this is probably one of the the neatest little ones you had in there. And this is 500 Lighting Hints, Tips, and Techniques: The Easy All-in-One Guide to Those Inside Secrets for Better Photographic Lighting by Rod Ashford. Whoa! Whoa. It looks like a neat, compact book. Yeah, it is. And it's um, let's see, this is around the time I think this is around the time digital was starting to come in a little bit. Yeah, 2007. Oh, okay. So this was you know right in that transition. So these are good overall lighting tips. No matter what you're shooting, mm-hmm. learn how to light. Yeah, yeah. So oh, it's very important. So filmmakers too. A lot of yeah. you know. <laughs> you know, I, honestly, the first hundred or so of these tips are basic camera tips. Like okay. use a get a cable release, get a meter. Mm-hmm. You know, get a get a PC sync. How to add extra? Oh, how to add extra dimension by adding a rim light? My favorite. Beautiful. I love backlight. Make a checklist for your oh, subject. Eighteen yeah. percent gray. Like they're very. I like how it divides them up very simple, mm. but then they get more complicated. So like mm-hmm. they build on they each other. That. It looks like a cookbook too. It's yeah. kind of nice. It, I like it the way is. It's, laid yeah, out. it's very step by step. Light, lighting each, light, yes. metering each light on the subject, and then either averaging or doing the spot uh, metering. Yep, I've been wow. asked, how do you do that? I, you measure the back of the head. Yeah, you got to get close. And many times wow. the backlight is much stronger than the front light to get that rim. Yes, yeah. and it depends. Some people like it one stop over. Some people like it two stops over. Oh, how to do lighting tents for tabletop oh. photography. Oh. eBay. Very, very like, you see them on eBay, lighting tents? Yeah, I see them all the time. I, use, I have a, a laundry bin, mm. a white one from mm. the early 2000s. Now they sell them as the white tents on Adorama or B&H for like 200 bucks. Are you kidding me? But when they're laundry shoots or laundry baskets, they're $10 at Bed Bath & Beyond. So they're mm. canvas. No, it's that white diffusion material. Oh, so it's like the uh, silky type. Yeah. It diffuses Umbrose. light just the same. There's a good tip. That's not in the book. See? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's it's a great little book. Wow. How to use fill flash. How to uh, well, it's got a lot of digital oh, tips on here too, like editing stuff. and balancing color. What kind of software are they talking like about? Photoshop stuff. Uh, this is like this is probably like Photoshop five. Yeah, it's Photoshop Elements five. Oh wow. Oh, okay, it's not okay. that old. It's not that old, but I use Photoshop seven. So. Oh, here we go. Examples of off-camera flash, 90 degrees, nice. 45, straight on, the difference. Oh, yeah. How it, how it affects your f-stop. <laughs> so the, I yeah, would recommend of, this book for anyone who because I guess I get a lot of, whenever I post an image of a model I shot, I always get the first question. Explain the lighting. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, right. Explain the lighting. Because I use hard lights, yeah. you know, studio lights, constant lights, yeah. hot, lights hot lights. That boggles people's minds because... Yeah. The concept of hot lights is like, what, what, what? It's always on. It's not strobing. The fact of the matter is, if you can't afford like a Lowell kit or an Ari kit, uh, go down to Home Depot. Oh, yeah. And buy work lights. It hasn't stopped Pete Jackalone from making a movie. Floodlights. Uh, the $10 floodlights. Floodlights. And yeah. buy some uh, tin foil so you could sculpt shapes and uh, buy some diffusion. Those yeah. you can find online. And then you could do a quick lighting setup 
one, two, three. Backlight, side light, and then get a white board and bounce the fill. Yeah. Or if you're in a hotel room, you can use the bed sheets on the, the big window coming yep. through. Lot, there's uh, lots of ways to do it. They, they call it gorilla lighting, you know, because you're just on location using whatever you can to, to shape the light. Yep. And I think the, the biggest misnomer when, like, folks go from film to digital back and forth is they think lighting, lighting doesn't change depending on what you shoot. But no, lighting stays the same. So once you learn it, you can apply it to different formats. It's just on what scale right. you want to light. If you're working outdoors, you have to, of course work with the, the time flash of day, the flash and, and the time of day. Yep. I am a big fan of outdoors using the backlight. A backlight, the sun, fill flash in the front. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I mean, you can still off-camera flash, but your your intensity has to be a little higher. So that's where strobes come in handy. Exactly. Yeah. Versus constant lights. And what is the name of the book? And what is the author, John? The name of the book is 500 Lighting Hints, Tips, and Techniques by Rod Ashford. Yes. And look, his thumb is right on the spot. We were just talking about syncing your flash with your, with your uh, camera. Yeah, that, that's all that's X-Sync, the, of course. That's the, but, uh, but that's the showing, issue that he's having. Yeah, that's yeah. showing how it's not syncing with the curtain because it's going too fast. Right. Got it. Yeah, because the flash is still going to make it, but the shutter curtain's still working. Not, right. not, yeah. Going too fast. Yeah. When we come back, we're going to be talking about shooting paper negatives in your large format camera. Yes. Hey, this is Michael Rosso. Did you know that the Film Photography Podcast is listener-supported? That's right. Without you, there is no Film Photography Podcast, which is why we need your help. Please consider donating to the Film Photography Podcast by going to filmphotographypodcast.com and in the upper right-hand corner, clicking the Donate button. Your donation will keep the Film Photography Podcast running through 2012. Any purchase that you make in the Film Photography Podcast store will also support the Film Photography Podcast. Let's keep these shoes coming. That's right, yeah. Support the Film Photography Podcast. Yeah. Hey, we're back. You know, uh, I don't know if you heard the Dan Domi segment. Of course I did, yeah. And I look forward to Dan's segments. Now, Dan started talking about shooting paper negatives. Yeah, was there anything you had a question about with that? I'm just blown away by it he talked about flash pre-flashing yeah well since i have experience and john Mm -hmm. with you know using paper in a dark room it's very much the same you know did you ever think of putting a a photograph paper is shooting it no and how do you get a negative so you oh, get the paper's the negative. The paper is oh, the negative. Matt, no. yeah. Go ahead, Matt. So, <laughs> well, you guys know you guys had a good primer, and, and Dan had a really good primer too. But just to kind of like even slow it down further, you know, your paper that you're working with only sees green and blue light. It doesn't that that spectrum. It cuts off at red, so it's orthochromatic. You're using black and white paper called orthochromatic. It's all orthochromatic film, and that's why you can use a safe light like the amber or the red safe lights in there. So when you take it outside, it's going to be a little bit different. So reds are going to be are going to go black, very black, very dark. Right. Redheads will get the the jet black Someone hair and the star um, the star fair, fair skinned, very fair skinned, or has a. Uh, light, red light hair skin, or blonde hair. Yeah, light skin and uh, skin defects, you know, acne scars, mm-hmm. those show up very prominently, so oh you have boy. to be very careful. Lots of freckles on kids go black and grays, and some, some people like it. They think it's cute. Well, say, it could be a cool effect. It's a very cool effect sometimes, yes. and other times they just hate it. So it's just you never know. With buildings, a lot of time you have to overexpose a little bit more because your brick is going to go black. The other thing about the paper is um, photographic silver paper has a, a lesser latitude or range mm-hmm. that you can overexpose, underexpose. It's not like negative film. It doesn't. It's not going to preserve you all the information. You gotta, you gotta so be it's, it. it's going to blow out very quickly or, yeah. or you know, go 
go black very quickly. So got meter and meter again. Meter and meter. Well, having a good meter helps. But uh, what Dan talked about, pre-flashing. Pre-flashing is a technique that you also use in um, darkroom printing as well. And basically what you're doing is you're hitting it with enough ultra-low contrast light, like yellow light. Mm-hmm. Well, the yellow light is so it's not, so there's no, there's no blue in it. It's just green light. So that um, the paper, variable contrast papers respond. We talked about this before. It responds yeah. to the green and the blue light. Right. And the green is low contrast and the, the blue is, is like the... Or, yeah, the green's low contrast, the blue's high contrast, lots of blacks and whites and very few midtones. The green has lots of smooth midtones. So if you put a yellow filter and you flash the paper, that brings it down to the printable range. So it doesn't take a, while, it doesn't take a super, super long time for it to get the, the high values and the low okay. values in the, in the negative. So you'll be able to get those low values a little bit easier because you want a meter to get all your shadow detail in the image. Right. And normally doing that without a filter on there, there's so much UV mm-hmm. that, we, that we don't see coming through. Like when we put the UV haze filters on yeah. or we put a yellow filter on, that eliminates a lot of that blue light that's everywhere. Sure. And it prints better on the paper. So you can either pre-flash and yellow filter or yellow filter and mm-hmm. kind of hope it goes. And yeah. then the speed is also an issue. So I I think a lot of folks shoot their paper at about ASA uh, 1.5 or 3. So very slow. Wow. Yeah, it is. Okay. Very slow. So it's... Uh, Everybody's got to stay still. Yeah. And then what that gives you when you develop it in normal um, chemicals is a negative, a working negative. Oh, all right. And what you can do is you can contact print that. I don't know if you can really enlarge through it well because it's got that paper base. What they used to do is they would wax the back of the paper to get it kind of uh, translucent oh, okay. so it would print better. Yeah. And they could also touch up things on the paper negative with a pencil oh, because wow. the pencil's adding in density. Yes. Craft. That's very craft. craft. Lots of craft. So, wow. And paper, um, well, traditionally, paper has been cheaper than, than yeah. film, but now paper's also kind of gone up, too, with mm. the price of silver. And what I have resorted to doing, and I think we'll talk about that more next episode. Next episode. Is uh, x-ray, x-ray film. film. Oh, mm. boy. Yeah, yeah, the wide the wide oh. world of X-ray film. So, <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a teaser. Yeah, awesome. leave you hanging. Well, good. Any question? Any questions? Send them to uh, podcast yeah. at filmphotographyproject.com. Excellent. Oh, that's great. Uh, really quick uh, before we go, uh, darkroom tip of adjusting exposure and development to the print. Oh, explain that. What does that mean? Oh man, like set it up. You're in the darkroom. Oh, I mean, well, let, let's set it up. I have an exhibition. Okay, I good. I have to print good, for. Good. Continuation from last episode. Mm-hmm. I have an ex- exhibition. I want everything continuous. I want it to be consistent. Mm-hmm. I might tweak all of my process to... Want, I want to have everything printed on the same paper and tone the same. So I want it to look a little bit the same too. So I might use one film, one developer, one paper to keep that constant. And then I will tweak my, uh, I will tweak my exposure to get all the shadow detail I want in the image, like zone system, things we've talked about. It's all kind of adding up. And then so I have enough information on the negative, and then I adjust that to get the, uh, the image I want on the print. And then the print will be done at a very standardized time once I have all my, my negatives made similar with that film. So mm. it's just a, it's a continuous thing. You know, we talked about calibrating your equipment. Mm-hmm couple weeks ago and this goes hand in hand with that once you have everything there's a fine line between like the artsy and the technical Mm -hmm. the more artsy you get the more like variance and like less control in the Mm -hmm. process a lot of people feel when you have it down technically or you know honed in you can really just slam a negative in there print it for a constant time to get your maximum they call it maximum black on the print the blackest the print will print uh, the mm-hmm. uh, paper will print and then you go on to the next print and you can just uh, assembly line them but then there's the artistic things like dodging and burning and really tweaking it you can ex- uh, you can do that with your with your film and your paper and your film that's the uh, what Ansel Adams talked about in his books that we've covered 
um, by adding extra development or less development, depending on the contrast of your scene, just to make sure you get all the detail you want right. on that negative. Because we can't do anything with detail we don't have. You always want to have more more detail because. <laughs> You know, if you have highlights that are really, really dense and negative, you can always print it down. You'll be in the dark room forever, yeah. but you'll get you have the detail there to work with. So a lot of times I'll do uh, the technique I talked to, just talked about with paper negatives, the pre-flashing. Sometimes I'll pre-flash the paper because I have such a contrasty scene. I have to bring down the paper with this pre-flashing, bring it down to the threshold that it'll start printing, so I don't have to dodge and burn areas for too long because sometimes uh, when I'm burning I have this tiny little hole and I'm looking at the image coming down as on the baseboard and you go for the blackest area that's the densest area and you try to burn that in <laughs> I don't want to be doing this for minutes at a time yeah. to get this exposure down because the paper has less range so you hit it evenly with enough light just before it starts showing tone and then everything will print a little more it'll flatten wow. it's called flattening it out so basically it's if you think about it like this you have a you have this a scale of a set scale of contrast and if you have a really really contrasty scene and a very very flat scene the flat scene you want to expand out with development and processing and the uh, the really contrasty scene you want to contract because mm. you want to get it into that same right. even range where you can just print 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 right. and that's that's the only reason that the zone system and all these different very mathematical systems exist is to get it consistent because when you have those consistent prints they look beautiful print to print to print you don't have like one that looks cruddy and that's all right mike we'll get you there yeah. take we'll, we'll take one of my workshops you'll be yes. you'll be good uh, because that's so important consistent printing if you're oh, yeah. printing for to you know for an exhibition you can't have you can't vary it. No, and, mean, and there were a couple in my show like I'll, I'll be the first to admit there was a couple that were a little were not noticeable no they were I try. <laughs> and it's all about getting the, the right exposure in the first yeah. place because a lot of them were I, I wanted to squeak by with the bare minimum <laughs> and my negative was too thin. So I had to do all this monkeying around in the darkroom to try and save a bad negative when if you just have a good negative mm -hmm. that's processed to the, your standards, you're good to go. I have a question. Sure. It's about paper negatives. How the heck, are, how do you load it in your camera and how the heck do you get it out of your camera and then processing it, you're processing it like it's a darkroom print? Yeah, just under a safe light, same way. You load your holders under, so it's, it's a lot easier than loading Does film. Does the paper fit in the holder? Um, a lot of the time it will, actually. Pre-cut it, 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 and no, sometimes it'll f in the modern holders. It really Talking fits about eight well. Eight by ten, right? Eight by ten, four by five. You can get four by um, Ilford's direct positive paper that they have, mm -hmm. which you process the same and you get a positive mm -hmm. image. Mm -hmm. Wow, right. they they do great with that. Uh, that's what they recommend. They send it with their pinhole camera too, and it fits in great. You don't really have to trim it down. Some papers, uh, if you're not using an Ilford brand, if you're using like a cheap Eastern European brand or a Chinese brand. It might not fit. You might have to trim it down a little bit, and that's when that's when I think it becomes too much too much work mm -hmm. to get the paper negative. So, but paper is a lot cheaper, and you have more room to play around. And you ever gonna do that, Mike? Paper negs? Yeah. I'm still working on just shooting large format, you know, negative and, and transparency. I'm not really at that stage yet. Plus, I don't have the darkroom set up mm. with the trays. And yeah, the, we got to get that going. We're we're yeah. halfway there. I'd halfway say. there. We have a monster mm -hmm. enlarger here at the studio. Do you really? It's a monster. Really? Took a van to, to pick it up. It probably for, it's for a large format. Yeah, it's four by five. Fill so. the room in here. It should be good. Of course, you could. Drywall. I'm all set up, ready to go. <laughs> oh, great. This has been a fantastically. This the last half has been good because we talked yeah. we're talking about positive <laughs> stuff. Most of it was fa complete failure, which is good because failure is good. Because there's really no place to go after you fail so many times, except you can only get better. You can. 
I, yeah, that's what you can hope for. Yes. <laughs> now, we were using defunct Polaroid formats. If you're Very old shooting Polaroid. A Polaroid automatic land cameras or you have a Polaroid one-step, stick with it. You'll, you'll, you'll become very satisfied once you get past the initial stages of learning how to use the for- different formats. Yeah, and you can enjoy the fact that there's brand new stuff being made. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty exciting. The first pack is the test pack. You just have to accept that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of folks buy from the FPP store their you know PX six eighty color shade for their Polaroid six hundred camera, and they buy one pack. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. gonna need more than one. Yeah. Gonna need more than one it's just true. to get used to your camera and to get used to. You can't make up your mind after one. No, no, and you can't. You can never get it right with just one. Like even even a brand new camera that I'll pick up, I you always have to put a pack through it. Just get it over with. Which we're gonna talk yeah. about in future shows. Get to know your camera. That's oh, right. Yeah. You know? Got a lot of teasers yeah. out there. A lot there. of teasers. Tune in. Yes, today's the 15th. I want to see you folks out there to show up at the uh, Aperture. Aperture. Analog Super Pulse weekend. Analog's Pulse, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, maybe I'll see some of you at Photostock too next week. So I'm gonna <laughs> be at the Analog Pulse. We're gonna have Pink Floyd music playing. Yeah, Very nice. Good. We're going to be going on photo walks. Yeah. So we're going to be back in two weeks. She's got too many Film friends. photography <laughs> project. Film <laughs> podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Uh, if next two weeks, you sound like a bird. If you want to write an old-fashioned letter or type a letter, P.O. Box 152, Butler, New Jersey, 07405. <laughs> we'll see you in two weeks. Digital cameras take good pictures. The problem is, your photos end up staying in your camera. With digital cameras, it's just so confusing. I mean, you have to deal with all the wires and software and everything else. This camera, I just take my picture, I get my prints, and I can take them and share them with anybody I want. Definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because the thing is, man, is like when you're driving on the road, I mean, like you get a person who's that rude, I mean, they're gonna kill you. With this new camera, you point, shoot, and you have your shot. This way, I have my pictures, everyone's enjoying it. Hey, I'll write that next week. (laughs) What could be more refreshing than Newport menthol cigarettes? Newport refreshes while you smoke, because only Newport has a fine white filter menthol and mint, and a blend of great-tasting tobaccos. Clean, cool pleasure you won't find in any other cigarette. Newport smokes fresher. So, like, if you give them a quick sh- shock, sharp shock, they don't do it again. Dig it, I mean, he got off like, so I could have given him a flash in only it once. <laughs> <laughs>
get you the damage was already done but I thought maybe we could still manage to have some fun but I guess I was just trying so hard not to see that you could never be interested at all in little old me but I can't compete at all My personality has taken the fall, yeah I can't compete with you With all your own habits, what was I? Find the word honesty doesn't help when it starts to burn to be. Yeah, I can't be what you need, cause I'm too busy trying to. Can't compete with him Your thoughts and opinions They change on a whim Whoa. I can't compete with this Where was that honesty I felt when we kissed Whoa the nice guy just sucks so much dick as the days pass you by they will make you sick but when you look yourself right in the eye that's when
So Florian Caps, an Austrian businessman, bought the old Polaroid plant and set up a company, The Impossible Project, to try to bring a new kind of Polaroid back for its many stubborn devotees. <laughs> 